So, so big fella, I, you know, I was thinking, and and uh, first of all, welcome to Heart of a Husker, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm your host, Rashawn Jackson, three-time national champ, and I'm with a, a guy that is probably a big part of why us younger guys were able to emulate what you guys did. You're not that much younger anymore. Yeah, I am. Back, back in. Back in like '93 to '97, you were younger. Now you're, now we're like you, you get older, and all of a sudden we're all the same age. You got, you got like the, you got like the junior Clinton Childs look going now. Can't help it, man. I guess, hey, I, I guess it's because I'm a grandpa now, Rob. Oh man, don't say that. Yeah, four four time winner, baby. There we go. And I got a little hot, little hot Wheels Jackson is in the. He's he's seven months. And he's already standing up and eating food, and he's ready to go. Seven months. Look out! Look out! Look out! Coach Rule. Eighteen years. It'll be about eighteen years. It's gonna take you to win a championship, and we're gonna be the ones. There we go. I how mean, I'd take one before that. How long do you realistically, Rob? Realistically, how long do you think it'll take to win a championship again? Realistically. I mean, if you're if you're talking like a are you talking like a national title or We're just talking natty? Yeah, title. You're talking the whole shebang. I'm talking the shebang. Um. Okay, so let's say we got the right guy. Okay. Um. You look at what he did at Temple. You look at what he did at Baylor. And I mean, in Temple, he was there what four seasons. The last two seasons, he got 10 wins. Still, my understanding is two best seasons in Temple football history, which is actually kind of saying stuff because you go back and you look at some of the people who've played. Like, like I think of like Paul Palmer, hell of a running back in the in the 1980s. I think he came he got came out that same year Christian Okoye did, and they both got drafted by the Chiefs. Um, of course, Christian Okoye was the guy who ended up kind of literally carrying the load and became the star for the Chiefs. But um, it, Temple's had some great football players in their time period. And for him to come in and those two seasons were still the two best seasons in school history, it, I think that really kind of speaks to what he was able to accomplish at Temple. Then he goes and takes over Baylor, which was just, an, I mean, talk about a reclamation project. That was I, I don't know if people look at it in the same light as the, the whole Penn State Jerry Sandusky type of scandal, but I mean it's on par with that. I mean it's just an it was an absolute disaster, and I think people look at Baylor and they think, well, I mean the year before that he took over at Baylor, Baylor had an okay year. I don't remember their record, but it was I'm going to call it 500 esque. Give or, it was 500, give or take. And so everybody's like, well, he came in, and then the very next year they only won one game. And it's like, yeah, but you got to understand, that was the year Baylor cleaned house. Mm. The year, the year it was, it was after that pre, right after that previous season where the university came in and just completely cleaned house on athletes, staff, etc. Um, and, and that's what Rule walked into was the post-house cleaning. Mm. 
situation at Baylor. So they had, I, I've seen different numbers, like 39, 40, 41 scholarship guys. I mean, he had less than 50% of a scholarship roster when he took over at Baylor. Wow. Those are just, I, I mean, abysmal numbers to have to come into to try and fill out a roster. Um, and, and keep in mind, that was pre-transfer portal era. It's not like you could pull a, pull a coach prime, hit the transfer portal. And if you've got some NIL money, if you've got some, uh, some, Hey, here's what we're doing level promises, pull a bunch of studs out of the portal. He didn't have that. I I mean, he had to find what he could and piece it together. Now it's not like you go down to the state of Texas. And I, I mean, I'm impressed with what the state of Nebraska is doing right now, but just from a population based standpoint, Texas has like 20 Omaha's within its borders. It's got numbers to deal with. So, I mean, you can do a rebuild pulling guys out of your backyard in Texas a heck of a lot easier than you can in a state like Nebraska. And so for – but still, what Rule was able to do at Baylor, that first year going 1-10, and the fact that he won a game, I think, is a small miracle. He went basically, I think, a little over 500 in year two, had like a seven and six-ish season in year two, but was moving obviously in the right direction and then went 11-3. and And those three losses were two very close losses to a playoff-bound Oklahoma team and then a close loss in the Sugar Bowl to Georgia. So if if you if he goes eleven and three in year three at Nebraska, sorry, by the way, I'm giving you like the Rob Zadiska patented ten minute answer to a one minute question. <laughs> hey, I'm letting you go too, big fella. So go it's, big fella. it's it, if if you if he gets Nebraska in year three to akin to something to what he did at Baylor, mm-hmm. where Nebraska goes eleven and three, and I hate. I hate the term good losses or I hate the term quality losses. But if we go 11 and three and those three losses are quality losses, i.e. two close losses to a playoff bound team. Mm -hmm. And and then uh, one of those losses was in the big 12 title game to Oklahoma. Um, And then your third loss is this one score loss to, a team like Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. Okay, number one, I'll take that. I, I mean, I'll be ecstatic with that. If he gets us eleven and three in year three, I'm ecstatic. I think if he's in a situation kind of what he was building at Baylor, and if he does, he's able to do the same thing at Nebraska, which you would think Nebraska's got reasonable resources to do that. When you look at Nebraska, from an NIL's funding standpoint, is top 20 in the country. It's amazing the amount of money that the state has and that they're willing to put towards that. And then, you know, when you do the the other thing I kind of go back to consistently, and this is something that I think has kind of kept Nebraska at least able to stay in sort of sleeping giant mode, is that when you look at some of these bigger business parameters, that people look at uh, like national market share, national market recognition, brand recognition, social media engagement. Those are measurables where Nebraska, for some reason, 
despite the quality of play that we've had here with, I'm, I'm going to say four out of the last or three out of the last four coaching regimes, I, I kind of give Bo a little bit of a break. But I mean, when you look at Callahan, Mike Riley, Scott Frost, when you look at the atrocious level of on-field performance for the bulk of those coaching regimes, the fact that Nebraska, when it comes to market share, brand recognition, social media engagement, still ranks between like 7th and 15th nationally in those parameters. And I'm going off numbers we've looked at for the Doc Talk Sports podcast. Those, in, those kinds of numbers – I mean, there, there's real value there. This isn't just saying like, hey, we had a great run in the early 70s and we had an awesome run in the early mid-90s. We're a blue blood still. That's not just a bunch of former players and fans giving lip service like that. It's it, Those are real numbers. Those are money-generating numbers. Mm-hmm. And so – when you look at what rules done before, when you look at those, again, I call it, it's the sleeping giant numbers. Those are things that I look at and say like year four to six, year five to seven in this day and age with the transfer portal with NIL, you can be a contender in five to seven years. Easy. I think. Now you've got to be able to turn that corner too. I mean, you can't national. What's that? National. Yeah, I'm not saying we are, but I'm but, saying in, 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 in the perfect world, realistically, when you look at this, and I got a question too, uh, uh, from the from the text line. But when you look at this, though, right? Is it a 10, 20 year? Well, sorry, 10 year, 15 year, 20 year to get back to the dance? Yeah, I, I mean, well, and part of it is I think you look at um, you look at when Nebraska last won a national title, and I look at this, and I'm and I'm talking when could they? I'm not saying when will they. Nobody knows the answer to that. I mean, look at Michigan for God's sakes. There's a team that when you talk about fan base resources recruiting. Michigan's a team that won a national title, what, like the 1930s, 1940s. And then it was literally 50, 60 years later, they sort of kind of tied you guys in 97 to get that AP share. Right. It's not the real trophy. It's that little wooden trophy that you get. To <laughs> you guys got the Sears. You got that thing carved out of granite and Tiffany crystal. Um, the... Uh, but you got a team like Michigan. Michigan went, geez. They, I mean, there's a team that you talk about like should have. They went 60 years without a title. Your last one was 97. That was it as well, too. Yeah. You look at Michigan, you'd be like, why haven't they popped out another one? Look at Notre Dame. They went, I think, two decades, and then they got the one. Remember Lou Holtz? You had Tony Rice at quarterback. Oh, yeah. You had Tim Brown at wide receiver. Uh, they punched out that title in, in 1988. We were in, you were in like middle school. I was in high school at the time. But that was Rocket Ishmi on them, right? The, uh, the Rocket. No, he was right after. Well, I think he was. He oh, was. Right. Yeah, 
know. Rocket was on those. Yeah, Rocket was on those teams because they pulled. They beat Colorado one year right. in the Orange Bowl, then lost to Colorado the following year. But yeah, Notre Dame had that title in '88. The last time Notre Dame's won a national title is 1988. I mean, yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame. That's that team that has that cachet of being the greatest recruiting school in the history of college football. They got all those great recruiting classes. Why have they not won another national title since 88? Hmm. I mean, that's, that that's, that's almost, that's 10 seasons longer than Nebraska's last national title. But there's a team who lives completely in that, coulda shoulda so i mean there's that there's that coulda could they or should they will they we can only operate in the could they or should they modes so in the could nebraska four to six five to seven years nebraska i think has the resources the brand recognition the 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 social media engagement the fan interest and and the the dollars to do it four to six years five to seven years they're in position to do that I mean look look at the transfer portal and some of these teams some of the roster makeovers you're able to do now I'm not saying like doing what what Dion did at Colorado is the right way to do it but I mean I I could see I don't think he stays at Colorado but if he did and puts down roots there. You can flip a roster and get the get get that ball rolling in the direction you want it to roll really quickly in this day and age with the transfer portal. It's kind of what you, you've seen in basketball for the last 15 years, maybe even 20 years, going back to the really early 2000s, where you can get one to three transfers in a season, and all of a sudden you're a completely different basketball team. Mm-hmm. You can do that now to a degree in football. I don't think it's going to be that one-year switch. Maybe if you've got, like, all the pieces in place and you're like LSU and you bring in a Joe Burrow. But even that took two years. I mean, you, you had you, you had who was it, Leonard Fournette at running back? Was that yeah. who was at running back? Yeah. But you had a great offensive line. You had – they were Great five, receivers. Yeah, five deep at receivers in, in a defense that was hugely underrated. That was a great defense LSU had. It still took two years with Joe Burrow. I mean, he was he he transferred, had an okay first year at LSU. I mean, I, I say okay, it was pretty damn good. But it wasn't like anybody was looking at LSU and going, oh, my God. These guys are going to just are, are going to go down as one of the top ten college football teams of all time, just blistering people with that NFL roster that they had that year. It still took two seasons for for Burrow to get that turned around and do what they did. So yeah. it's uh, but you can. But that being said, that's a hugely quick turnaround. I mean, it used to be the dogma was to just kind of get from kind of a not very good or mediocre team to a great team, it used to be you needed five years. That, that was always the kind of the dogma. You got to have five years. You got to give them five years to get this turnaround. Now, I mean, you get the right guy. You can knock this out in one or two seasons. Well, I, I sure hope so. 
Question for you, Rob, uh, from the text line, from the Allo text line. How much can the offensive line actually improve this year? What are reasonable expectations? That's a good question. Um, it's going to be hard until you see those those pieces of the puzzle line up. And I say that because you had some massive, massive question marks last season. Um, if Teddy Prohaska comes back and he's healthy, and if Teddy can stay healthy for a full season, that's the thing with him. I mean, he probably came back too quick from that ACL tear. Now, he's a tough kid and wants to play. He wanted to be out there on the field. But, I mean, he, he injures – he kind of injures the other knee that he had sh shoulder surgery. I mean, it was – I mean, he's he's got to get his body right. If he comes back, if Teddy's healthy – that's a game changer because when he was healthy, true freshman, he was the best offensive lineman outside of Cam Jurgens. Right. Let me let me let me interrupt you real quick because 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 I talked about this uh, a couple months ago and I want to ask you: Do you remember getting hurt at Nebraska? And we weren't out of game. We weren't allowed. I, I I don't remember ever being hurt where I sat out of game. Yeah, it didn't. Well, I, re I remember my junior year, Corey Schlesinger just barreled into the back of my leg on a play when I was locked up with one of the D linemen from Colorado. I remember that. And just, just obliterated my ankle. And I wanted to be able to start that next week's game. Um, we were playing at Kansas. Uh and Kansas, that was kind of Glenn Mason era. They had, they had some good ball players. They had Dana Stubblefield and Gilbert Brown and June Henley and Kwame Laster. They had a handful of NFL guys roll through there under Glenn Mason in the early 90s. And So I wanted to start that next game, and I remember I, I basically kind of, I don't want to say made, but I kind of made the training staff. They did the spat taping where they tape your ankle I guess that's not spattings on the outside of the shoe, but they taped my ankle, put my shoe on, they spatted the shoe, and then they fiberglass casted the whole thing. Dang. So they, they did a full fiberglass cast on it, and I went out and played the game with a fiberglass. And then they taped over the outside of that so you could so you couldn't see the fiberglass what? cast. It looked huge. I mean, have you seen the guys they break their wrist? They do that big padded club thing on your hand. Yeah, yeah. My my foot and ankle look like that. Wow. It was a fiberglass cast underneath there. So I played, I went out and played that game against Kansas with a fiberglass cast on the ankle just so I could play the whole game. Why do you why do you what do you attest to not very many people that I've ever talked to for the most part on this show? And I've talked to countless people, white, black, all kind of people that ever played football at Nebraska. I don't recall them saying, what do you attest to not getting injury, not getting injured? What do you attest that to? And I, I, okay, so two things. I mean, one, I, I think a lot. I mean, reality is we got hurt. I mean, we had injuries. I played with a shoulder injury my sophomore year against that I picked up at K-State. I remember like Kenny Malin that. I think it was the 93 season. He had a broken thumb. He was playing 
trying to play center and guard the whole year with a broken. I mean, for I mean, there was about six eight weeks there he had a broken thumb, broken hand. Um, Stye fractured his ankle that same year, our junior year, um, against Missouri, and it was a bad fracture. That was. He just, I remember a few years ago, like two or three years ago, just finally had got the plates, pins, screws all taken out of that ankle. But he had a really bad ankle. He, here's how bad it is. It was, it was, it's called a Liz Frank fracture. And it's named after a Napoleonic Wars era French surgeon. This guy, like late 1700s, early 1800s. Really? But it was a type of fracture that was so severe friend like cavalrymen knights and napoleonic war air cavalrymen when you got knocked out of your saddle and your foot would get caught in the stirrup it had snapped the bones in the middle of the foot and then dislocate those broken bones his own prescription of treatment for this type of fracture is amputation that's how bad a fracture it is. Wow. That they used to just say, screw it, we can't fix this. We're just amputating. Sty had that type of fracture. Now, obviously, in this day and age, you fix it. But that's how bad a fracture Sty had. He had the surgery, got it fixed. That was the Missouri game, which would have been game five, six, six or seven. Well, would have been game five or six during the regular season. It was usually the first or second uh conference game of the year uh he came back for the bowl game Stai played in the bowl game that year that's it was just it was it was this accountability to your teammates you played her period you heard it from the big fella i'm with rob zadiska i'm the captain heart of a husker we'll be right back 